Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Waiteka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Well, hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me today on the episode of the Born to Talk Radio Show podcast with my guest, Mike Murphy, all the way from Columbia, South America. Mike is an author, and he is a philanthropist. Oh, listen to me speak. He's philanthropic, and he's a philanthropist. And I just want to say hi, Mike. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Marcia. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Let's just start off a little bit because, honestly, I really believe you and I could talk about your subject (laughs) for a couple of hours, and maybe this will be a part two someday down the line. But let's start off a little bit with you telling us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm, I'm 64 years old, and for the last 30 years plus, I've been an automobile dealer in the San Francisco Bay Area. And a little over 10 years ago, I had a, a traumatic event in my life that um, led me to start, one, start a nonprofit foundation, but then start writing books. And the reason I'm on with you today is that tomorrow I'm launching my third book, and I'm super excited about it. It is so exciting. And I have the advanced copy in front of me. And just for those of you that are listening, let me tell you the title of his latest book. It's called Living in Color, A Story of Love and Sickness and in, and a, a Love Story. I'm, you know, I'm so excited <laughs> about having you with me that I'm having trouble speaking. It's a love story in sickness and in health. And it, like you said, it's releasing tomorrow. And... Wow, Mike, this is really something. I thought you could just tell our listeners about your book. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. So uh, the traumatic event that happened to me is uh, 10 years ago is my wife passed away at age 38 after a nine-year battle with breast cancer. And so, um, you know, I, I was in a lot of pain and, and grief, and so I wanted to write a book in honor. And, and the more I reflected on her and the experience and everything I saw, you know, I, I just knew it was a, a an inspirational type story. So I started writing it, and lo and behold, uh, I wrote a couple more in the in the middle of it's a strange story, but anyways, I published two others that I really thought would be helpful for the world. And then this book's been finished since uh, 2015, late 2015. And so now it's coming up, but the, the story focuses, so on, these, on November 29th, 2010, we went to the doctor, and the doctor said, Margo, unfortunately the cancer is spread to the lining of your brain and your cerebral spinal fluid. If you do nothing, you have six weeks to live, and if you treat it, you have six months to live. So this book, Living in Color, it focuses on those last six months, which were very intense and very dramatic. Uh, with flashbacks into our love story. And we had a very unique love story as well. So it's a, it, it's a beautiful book. It's a page turner. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very, very inspirational. Um, it gives you a good inside look at what cancer is about. It gives you a really good inside look at what cancer treatment is about. And then, of course, I'm telling the story as, as the advocate or the caretaker, so there's lessons in there for anybody that's going through that. 
But most importantly, it, it, you know, Margo, she was an amazing woman. And every day she stared death and fear in the face, and every day she chose love. And that's what inspired me to write this book and, and to honor her. I mean, she dramatically changed my life and everything about my life, my destiny, my soul, my heart. So I owe her. You know, I don't think there's anyone, including myself, Mike, that can't relate to someone, either a loved one, in my case my mother, Mm -hmm. or others Mm -hmm. that they know, family members, friends, that Mm -hmm. haven't lost Mm -hmm. someone to breast cancer. And we both know this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I am wearing pink as we speak. Mm -hmm. And I remember how I felt as a young woman hearing that my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And like many women, they metastasize. Mine, Mm -hmm. my mother's metastasized to her liver. And um, she she did not live a long time with it. And, and the treatment is grueling. And I think that the fact that Margot could stare death in the face, as you said, is, is a testament to that, to that woman that you loved so very much. I, 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 I don't think it could have been easy. As you said, it, it took you a long time to write it. You wrote two books in the meantime. Yeah. The, the time frame for your book, from November tenth, November two thousand ten, until June eighteenth of two thousand eleven. Why why did you decide to publish this now? Well, first of all, you know it's interesting because when when I started to write the book, you know we were t- together ten years, but there was so much material, and um, you know we kept every card, every letter. Um, I found journals after she passed away that were just so amazingly <clears throat> beautiful and uh, touching. And so uh, there was so much material, but we, we had to say, okay, we, we need to shorten this time frame. So that's why we chose those six months with flashbacks. Otherwise, I mean, the book would take forever. But uh-huh. so what, what I'm excited about publishing and now, I didn't realize at the time, because the book's been finished since <clears throat> late 15, and I didn't. I know it now, but I, I wasn't emotionally ready to do this. You know, it was still too fresh, too painful. And more importantly, I feel blessed because, you know, as we look at the world today, you know, everybody's experiencing a different world. There's fear everywhere. The collective consciousness is full of fear. And people are really going inside and say, hey, what's going on? So, so all of us as humanity, we're, we're looking at a different world, and, and we're all dealing with different fears and, and looking into the future. And so I think it's great that this book is coming out right now because everybody that has read it has been, comes away greatly inspired and as a result becomes more courageous. And I think that's what we need as humans Whatever we're going through in the world right now, whatever changes are coming down the road, I think they're coming quickly. And the more courage we have and the more, the stronger we can get physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, then I think whatever comes down the road, we can navigate it better. And, and I really believe that whatever is going to happen, that when it's all said and done, you know, for those that have, of us that stay strong and get courageous, that we can usher heaven back on the earth and we can create a better world here. That's my hope. I think it's really poignant what you just said because we are living in a world that none of us could have ever imagined um the isolation the um the fear the 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 divide between how people are looking 
at how mm-hmm. we're living and what they want to subscribe mm-hmm. to. I know you're mm-hmm. you're in South America as we speak. I don't I have no idea how COVID is affecting where you're living. I don't, you know, I it, it's worldwide, so I know it has mm-hmm. to be everywhere, but it is certainly in the states dividing the vax versus yeah. the unvaxed and yeah. and I, and when people ask me, Mike, why I do what I do, because I know you do what why, what you do, what, what why you love it, and it's because we as humans, and you use that term, we need to care about each other. No, we need no. to show <laughs> love and compassion, and that's why I do this every week because everyone's story is a little bit different, but that's the unifier. That's the unifier. Yeah. So. What was it like for you telling such an intimate story about Margot? Well, <clears throat> it was difficult, of course. And, and and let me tell you one more thing about the book. I mean, what what, what people love about the book, I mean, it's real and it's it's yeah. messy. Life is messy, you know, and 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 it's it, it's just the way it is. I mean, she was it was a messy world that, that we went through for those 10 years. And, and it's very, uh, but the book is so real and transparent. So for me, it was, it was healing, you know, writing it. And, and, but I cried like you can't believe, you know, and when you go through a loss like that, it's, you know, there, there was a lot of grief. And for me too, there was a lot of guilt and, and, and regret. You know, you, you start like, Oh, I could have done this differently. I shouldn't have done that. I could have mm. been better here. And when I gave her eulogy, you know, I said, listen, you know, um, this is going to have everybody in this church today. I mean, one of you is going to be left behind and one of you is going to go. And let me tell you something, you know, you don't want to grief is tough. Okay. To grief is tough, but grief coupled with regret and guilt is, is devastating. And, and I don't want that for you. So I said, you know, I could, I could have held her hand more. I could have looked in her eyes deeper. I could have told her I loved her more often. I mean, I could have done so many things better. And so that's what I want for you guys is to realize that, you know, that, Everybody's going to have this day, and, and so live each day and, and tell that person how much you love them. And, and you know that I got so much feedback. People that literally leaving the church and calling their significant other or, or holding their hand from the church mm-hmm. to the reception. I mean, so, but, but I think that's so vital. We never know. You know, even though she was terminal, right, I always thought we had one more day and, until you don't, and that's when it hits you. I I I so understand everything you're saying. Um, I had no time to prepare yeah, for my husband's yeah. passing. I know. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and when when we know our loved one is ill, in the case of my mother and my father, who both died of cancer, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. my sister-in-law, you do want to know that you want to let that loved one know, so that you don't. Mm-hmm have the regret you're talking about. And we can do that even today, and I think this is clear about your message, Mike. Even if that person that you're thinking about right this moment, maybe it's a classmate, maybe it's the next-door neighbor, and they're not ill, but let them know what they mean to you. A simple thank you, a simple smile, a simple have a great day, and don't just say it to be customary. Say it because you mean it. Have a great yep. day. And I think yep. that that's part of your message. And I'm sure it wasn't easy to write. 
Um, and and mm-hmm. I want to I want to um, mention because we will be talking about this because you just mentioned some of her journals and blogs, and I want people to know that while Margot is how you say her name, Margot does spell her name with a T. Is she was she French? Is that a French spelling for uh, the no, name her, Margot? Her, 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 her. Her parents actually came from Peru. They were Peruvian immigrants. Uh, Margot was oh. born in America, but uh, so it's a it's a Latin name. I see. Mar- and so that's in, for... in South America, we, we we would say Margot. So Margot. Oh, how interesting! So I didn't know yeah. she was Peruvian. Yeah. How 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 yeah. how interesting to know that. So you you said that you um, found some journals and some blogs. Yeah. Um, that must have been. Did you know that they were written, or did this well, come up? So did you come upon? How to tell me about this? Well, and, and I think this is one of the reasons the book is so rich and so inspirational. So, first of all, you know, I, after she had passed, you know, I'm packing stuff up, and I find all these journals from from age 12 to age 38 when she passed on. Okay, and so what's fascinating for me, and, and, and I went on a long journey to Europe, and I was trying to write the book. And, and I'm, I'm in a strange country, and I'm reading these journals and just crying like I can't believe it. But here was a young woman that literally was – I mean, she, she was so much more evolved than me, right? And so – but she's mm-hmm. literally talking as a, as, a, as a teenager, you know. She could – talking about how she was going to die before her younger sister and her parents and what to do with her body and her ashes. I mean, it, it was just so unbelievable. And then what was interesting for me, we were very, very close, you know um, – Plato talked about twin flames, and twin flames, the way he refers to it, is one soul cut in half, and you spend many lifetimes looking for the other half. And the moment that we met, and it was a random meeting that we even came to know each other, but the moment our eyes connected, we both felt this energy, this chemistry. And, of course, we didn't talk about it until we started dating seven months later. We just worked together, falling in love with each other for seven months. But so the, our love, our connection was beyond super powerful connection, right? And so, but what was interesting is I'm reading these journals, but she had told me all these stories and now I'm reading them. But more importantly, she told me as an adult, now I'm reading them when she was a teenager and a youngster and a, a young adult. And so it gave it so much more. And then we get to when, you know, now I'm reading about myself and our relationship. Hmm. And of course, you know, every time we had a problem, I had to read about it in her journals after she was gone and everything that was beautiful and everything that she loved about me. So, and then, during those six months when she was terminal, probably about a month after we got that news, I started a, uh, a website and a blog called Send Margot Love. Literally had people all over the world praying for her every day. And it was just the feedback that we got from these people as we would post things, right? And, and she, it gave her an outlet to post her feelings and emotions in a bad day, you know? And it was so rich and so deep. I mean, and people were so deeply touched. And so um, I had all this rich material to create this book. And so I, I was just, it, I have, I mean, it's hard for me to be objective, right? So I'm basing this on what other people tell me, but it is a beautiful, beautiful love story, but more importantly, an inspirational story about an amazing woman that just was so evolved emotionally and spiritually on a, on a soul level. You know what? I, I'm, I'm trying to visualize your lifestyle. So you, you were working together and, and, and that, that, relationship as as working people together um was still lighting that fire of what you said twin flames which i love when she would write her journals are her journals 
handwritten. I'm assuming yep. they are. Every single one of them. From, from a, I mean, from, I'm literally from, I think, 12 years old is the first journal. Wow. It, it's amazing. And you know, you, know, you know how journals are, too. Like, this one's real girly, and this one's kind of cute. And, that, and then she got into scuba diving. So they, they all have a different theme, too, right? So it's kind of, it's kind of really cute. And, and, you know, I'm, so I'm thinking you were together for quite some time. Were you aware of when she would go and, and start writing? It was like, okay, I know where Margo is. She's writing in a journal right now. Which, did she have a process for that? No. You know, and that was the thing, you know, obviously the last six months, you know, I would see her writing in her journal and stuff. And maybe periodically, you know, she would be writing on something or in something, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, I, I mean, I never knew she kept such kept such deep journals. And we, would, and we would write very deep letters to one another, too. So that I knew about, right? But, but to find these journals was pretty amazing for me. And then to, to just be able to read them, I, I feel super blessed. Right. So you were a writer as well, even then. So you were you were writing back and forth with one another. Well, so just just love letters. I mean, I wasn't. But, I wasn't well, a you know, don't hey. <laughs> let me just tell you. Let me just tell you right now. If I have fifty men sitting in front of me right now, and I said a show of hands, how many of you write love letters to your wife? Do you think that more than five people would raise their hand? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah. Maybe you inspired <laughs> men. Maybe every man yeah. listening today. Okay, there's your challenge, gentlemen. If you are listening uh, to this show today, write your significant well, other a love but, story. But, but, but I, I just want to interject one. I don't want yes, people. Yes, sir. I mean, I have plenty of flaws. Okay, I. You know, it's important that people realize. You know. I, and what's what's cool about my whole life story, right? Is you know I've I had some difficult things in my life, but but I'm no different than anybody. I have all the struggles that every other human being has, and 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 I don't see myself better than anybody. And you know it's just, and I think that's important. Margo was the same way. We were deeply flawed human beings on top of you know, but going through this experience. But but believe me, she she had something very very special. You know, when I gave her uh, eulogy, I also said I started said, you know, um, Margo is one of these people, you know, that can get away with a one name, right? Margo. I mean, it's a very unique name. And I said, you know, it's like Tiger Golf, Oprah <laughs> talk show, Beyonce dance and sing. You know, um, right. and Margo love. And, and when I got to Margo, I said, Margo was all about love. I mean, and, and, and I, one of the chapters in the book is Everybody Loves Margo. And I, I, I realized that when we first started dating. And, that, and then at the very end, I said, and here's the mystery. She loved her sister. She loved her nieces. She loved my kids. She loved everybody. But the mystery is she loved me, you know, and that's how I really still feel that way. I mean, I, I just, you know, why me? I mean, I'm blessed that she did, but, I mean, I don't, I just see myself as someone that's truly lucky and blessed. Wow, that's 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 really that's nice. You are so humble. I just want to say yeah. you you are you are a humble man. And all you need to say is thank you because you are. Thank you. All right, yeah. you're welcome. So you you mentioned this foundation love from Margo. Yeah. We're going to spend some time talking about this and I and I do want people to know that it is a dot org. And yeah. and they and it's uh, um, love from Margo and that's M A R G O T dot org and I'll make sure that I'm including this in our follow up blog so that if you if you're listening and you're not taking notes you'll be able to come back and and actually visit this this website so let's let's talk about the foundation first because that's that's what came next 
So tell us about yeah. how the foundation started. Well, it, it, it was another accident, to tell you the truth. So, you know, this is what I say about my experience with Margot, and, and, and after her death. I mean, I, I say, you know, this young woman just grabbed a hold of my heart, and she wasn't going to let go until I became vulnerable to open it. And she told me, if she told me once, she told me 500 times, Mike, you've got to be vulnerable. You've got to get vulnerable. Well, you know what got me vulnerable and opened my heart was her death. And, mm. and I used to say back then, and in my first book, Love Unfiltered, I talk about it. I said, it's if, if, if I, I, I was so weak, I was so devastated, I had nothing left, no strength, no ego to fight back. And God or my creator, whoever you want to refer to that higher power, was able to go in, fillet open my heart, and take out all the arrogance, all the selfishness, all the self-centeredness, all the BS, and replace it with love. And so, so there I was with this big, open, broken heart right? Trying to navigate without a left brain and all right brain. And so a few weeks after she had passed, a dear friend of mine calls me and says, Mike, you know, my sister-in-law has stage four breast cancer and she's moving from, uh, I think it was Montana or Wyoming, one of the two, to the Bay Area because there's better health care here. Would you mind introducing her to Margot's oncologist? I said, I'd be happy to. Her name was Amanda. So I took Amanda to Margot's oncologist. He said, okay, I'm going to order some tests. I, you know, I want you to do this, this, and this, and then come back and when it's all completed, and we'll see what we can do. So, you know, the, the, the interesting thing is when, when you're in this situation as a caretaker and someone's terminal, I mean, that was my full-time job. I mean, that's all I did, mm-hmm. right? So, so after she passed, I mean, I had all this time on my hands. So, so me and Amanda became very dear friends. Amanda was a 38-year-old woman, um, stage 4 breast cancer, uh, three children, a minority, not very good insurance, no husband, and so off we went to do these tests. And, and what I noticed initially is we probably went to three or four different doctors or hospitals to do these tests, and she had a couple surgeries. And the, the experience that I was witnessing that she was having as opposed to the one Margot was having was like night and day. You know, Margot got the, the – we had good insurance. I was always with her, you know, and, and – and so our, our, our experience was always great where in Amanda's I felt like as if they talked down to her, they talked overhead, and, and I knew a lot about what was going on, but I kept my mouth shut, right? And I'm going, well, this is just, it was just different, and it kind of bothered me, but so be it, right? So then we get back to Margot's oncologist, and he says, okay, Amanda, you got your test results, and these three, the, the best protocol to extend your life are these three chemotherapies simultaneously. Unfortunately, your insurance will only pay for one, so that's all I can give you. And I have to tell you, I mean, I've never, you know, it just, it just blew my freaking mind, to be honest with you. And I just, I just instinctively said, hey, here's my credit card, and just give her whatever she needs, right? And so I, I didn't know at the time, but that was the seed of what became the Love for Margot Foundation. And, and then, you know, I met it, after that, I met a 33-year-old woman, stage four breast cancer. And, and, and so I ended up, you know, trying to help her. And we, she said, Mike, you know, all I ask is, you know, don't let me die alone in a hospital. So I ended up giving her round-the-clock medical care. I almost went broke, you know. I mean, I love her. Renee was her name, and she's just a – I mean, I'm in love with her. This woman, this beautiful, big-hearted woman, but, you know, I, she wouldn't die, you know. I mean, you know, she just – and it was like uh, – I was like – I mean, I, I think it was seven or $800 every day for this care, right? So anyway, wow. long story short, I started this foundation. Now, here was the intent of the foundation. So these women are – the, the intent was to serve women, underserved women below the poverty line, 
while they have cancer and they go through treatment. So here's the ideal situation. We had a wonderful woman named Malou. She was one of our first ones, 20 years, uh, ticket counter, Delta Airlines, San Francisco. She got breast cancer, and, and, and they really screwed her over because she lost her insurance, and uh, there was a screw-up with the paperwork. So anyways, we were able to jump in, help her, get her caught up on her premiums, get her insurance. She went through treatment, and a year later, she's back at work working for Delta. Okay, perfect. But that's normally – that was the exception to the rule. Here's what normally happens. Okay, they don't have any money, so we say, okay, well, we'll help you with your rent or we'll help you with your transportation or we'll help you with your medicine. And then I would just sit there and watch him get sicker and sicker and die. And after three or four years ago, I go, man, this, this does not make sense. Financially, it's not sustainable. And plus, I feel like I'm letting these women down. And so then I go, okay. I started buying water purifiers and juicing machines and plants and vegetables. Okay, come on, let's, let's learn about how we can strengthen the immune system and kind of help you. Well, now they think I'm, I'm their, like, doctor and I'm a car salesman. I'm going, okay, well, this doesn't work either. So long story short, you know, I, then, I, then, I, then I go, okay, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to move. I want to, I want to have another place outside the country. So I'm, and when I get there, I'm going to buy a farm and we're going to create a healing center, right? So that's what we've been working on. And, and we did do it. So we tried to work with the Oakland youth was a whole, a no, whole nother big issue, you know, in the way that our world is run over there. But anyway, long story short, now we're doing this thing here in Columbia. And, but I got to tell you, Marsha, these yeah. women on top of my experience with, with Margo and then Amanda and then Renee, hundreds of women since then. And, and then I started doing it in Palm Springs as well, which is the Hispanic women. And so they come across the border illegally to clean our hotel rooms and pick our produce. They're exposed to 151 known chemicals that cause breast cancer. And that's, and they don't have, oh, it's just a disaster. Okay. And so, mm-hmm. but, but I fell in love with these women. I fell in love with their, and you know what? They're so neglected. And they have very little support, especially emotional support, and they feel like they're a burden. And it was breaking my heart. So now I'm so excited what we're building here in Columbia where, where they can have a place to come and, and, and learn how to heal themselves, learn how yes. to detox their body, learn how to strengthen their immune system, learn how to go in and clean up any limiting beliefs in their mind, go in and clean up any emotional wounds. And you'd be shocked at the emotional wounds that I did. I witnessed in these women and the stories that I was told. And so, and, and get, get into that. So we're, so we're going to treat the whole organism, the physical body through a medically supervised detox. And then at the same time, give you the vitamins, nutrients, you know, through IVs and injections. And then also then go into the, the mind and, and give you a lot of education on how the body works and why this is going on and how to heal yourself. I mm-hmm. believe that no one can heal you and me but you and me and our creator. And so, so we need to, t- you know, and the problem is, especially in this community that I was involved, you know, everybody's a victim. Well, if you're a victim, then you can't fix yourself. Someone else has to fix you. But I, I believe that if we take our power back, and, you know, and, and we're either all victims or none of us are victims. We all got a story, right? So I say, hey, screw being a victim. Take your power back because when you do, but the, the bad part is now you've got to kind of own where you're at in life. But when you do, now you have the power to heal yourself. And I think that is the future of medicine. Wow, that's powerful. So don't be a victim, right? Take your power no, back. No, I mean, what? But, but 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 here's the thing: either all of us are victims, or none of us. We all got, we've all been treated poorly, right? One way or the mm-hmm. other. Some to a certain mm-hmm. degree, extremes than others, right? But but, right. but I believe that victim victimhood leads to powerlessness, and and then you're screwed. 
But when you're, right. when you're no longer a victim and now you take that power back, now I can heal myself. Now I can learn how to heal myself. And that's what we do. We put them in an environment, and believe me, it's so – we're 7,000 feet in the Andes Mountains. Every day is beautiful. The, we have real real air, real sky, real everything, <laughs> and it's fresh and clean, mm. and it's so healing. You know, so I always jokingly say to my friends, hey, if you can't heal here, you're not going to heal anywhere because it is so, <laughs> the, the, the energy is so fantastic. And, and I encourage people, go to the website, mountainsofhope.com. Check it out. It is gorgeous. It is, uh, and I want to talk about that with you in just a moment. I want to finish up sure. just another couple of things about the foundation before we move over to this nope. beautiful picture that I am looking at um, with the rocks on the sand. That is, um, uh-huh. it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful retreat, yeah. and that is. Did you have any idea what you were getting yourself into when you started all of this? Did you have, like, oh no. my God, I, had, I bet you didn't, did you? Well, not only did I not have a clue, okay, and 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 I, you know, I got to tell you something. For all you people out there doing nonprofit work, God bless you. I think being yes. in the nonprofit business is ten times harder than being in the for-profit business, and and it's just as competitive, if not more so. And there's just as much shenanigans as there is in all business. And so that mm-hmm. kind of was an eye-opener and heartbreaking to a certain degree. I did yeah. meet some wonderful people doing some wonderful work. I mean, my heart goes out to people in the nonprofit world because, you know, it, it, it's a big competition for grants, which I didn't know anything about grants. Oh, okay? yes. And I thought I, could, I, you know, I thought I could raise money. Believe me, that's so difficult. And, you know, we were talking earlier about humanity and what we're looking at today and consciousness. Here, here's the thing, Marcia, that I believe that, you know, we, we can control our individual consciousness. You and me can wake up every day and say, hey, we're going to be positive, blah, 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 blah. We can control that, right? But there's a collective consciousness, and, and that's, that's the world, okay? And, and there's only one source of energy that holds it all together. So we are affected by that collective consciousness. And I think today, I mean, I know so many people that are, that are you know, successful and well-doing that are that are falling apart even or struggling they're they're having panic attacks they're anxious that's the collective consciousness because so many people are suffering so i believe you and me aren't going to do anything to heal the world the only thing we can do is helping those less fortunate that come into our life and you said it earlier it maybe it's a smile maybe it's a kind word maybe it's driving somebody somewhere maybe it's going to visit someone that's lonely and locked up in, a, in an older person's home i don't know what that is now you know if you're in a position like me and you can do more do more but i can only do certain i can only do a little bit right we right but if we all do it if we there's 7.5 billion people in the world okay if we would all lift up someone less fortunate than ourselves with a kind compassionate act and, uh, and if it's anonymous, even better, but, but a kind, compassionate act to help people, then the consciousness will rise. The, 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 the love will rise. The energy will rise. And then whatever is going around negative will, will diminish, and we can, we can balance this out and you know, put, put this thing back on the right track. That's my hope. Well, it's, it's lovely. Um, I'm a Rotarian. A lot of people belong to civic organizations, and um, you just described why we do what we do. Yeah. So yeah. if people if people are listening right now and they're thinking, man, this guy is this guy's got it all together, how can people? Which I don't, support? by the way. Let me. Let me, let me, let me. <laughs> You're there. We're back like to being humble again. <laughs> oh, I'm just trying oh harder, maybe, but I'm, I got my. Oh. 
<laughs> oh, you know, hey, nobody's perfect, my friend. So, okay. so, so people that are listening right now, how how can they support your foundation? What what is the the what is the way that they can support you? Well, I'm going to give you the easy way first is buy the book. So if you buy the ebook and or the paperback, all the proceeds now, you know, there's probably five or six dollars left over, but all that goes to the foundation. And by the way, you know, as we discussed, I have a special gift for your listeners at the end. But but if you buy the book, those proceeds go to the foundation. And if you go to lovefromargo.org, you can buy the book there, but you can also donate there. So if you and, – and, and, Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you one thing. There might be a day that you want to come to Mountain Home. There might be a day that you get the bad news from from your doctor, and and you say, hey, man, I want to go and I want to detox my body, which, by the way, everybody should do because every one of us is toxic because the water's toxic, the food is toxic, the air is toxic, and the soil is toxic. So we all have – I mean, my heavy metals are – I have three heavy metals 300% above normal. I mean, it's just part of living today is this toxicity. So my point is, but go to lovefromargo.org. Please buy the book. I, you're going to love the book. It's a great Christmas present, too, if you want to buy multiple copies. There you copies. go. But then if you want, if you want to donate, we, we would – I tell you this. I don't take a salary. I, I, I don't have any overhead, and all the money will go to send a, a woman – um, below the poverty line, diagnosed with cancer that wants to try going natural and wants to learn to strengthen her immune system and wants to take her power back and to try to heal herself. And, and we're Phenomenal. not anti-medicine or anti-doctors either. No. Okay? Even if they're no. going through a treatment, you know, this is no matter what you're going through, anytime you can get toxicity out of your body and put good nutrition into it and then also, you know, fix the mind and fix the heart, you're going to come out better no matter what. And I, I'm looking at I'm looking at that um, a donate page on your website right now, and you've made it very easy. I mean, you can use mm-hmm. you can use your credit card, you can use PayPal, you can do a one time only, you can do monthly, you can do whatever you'd like. I I yeah. am curious about one thing before we start talking about the actual retreat center. You really yeah. mentioned women. Am I right in presuming that the retreat center? is designated are you are, are you a cancer research center i mean a retreat center no for because no, no, no. men do get cancer breast cancer as well no, this, it, but no so so yeah let me clarify that thank you for asking sure so the love for margo foundation is for women below the poverty line and that's who we're there to support but the mounds of hope is a for-profit business and so that's men women I don't care if you're depressed. I don't care if you're obese. I don't care if you have diabetes. I don't care if you're addicted to something. You know, anybody and, – and I look – I have a strange way of looking at disease. To me, disease, D-I-S-E-S-E-E-A-S-E, disease, that's something's out of balance, right? And, and health, the recipe for health is this. So anybody that's struggling with an issue, you know, and we, and we have access to some of the finest doctors down here, you know, for a lot less money. And so we our, – our job is to – and one, a lot of testing, test the blood, test the heavy metals, test for glyphosate, test for mold. Um, so, so we're going to really look at the physical aspect of your body because if we can clean it up, what happens? You create more energy. Mitochondria gets healthier. Now you're creating more ATP. You have more energy. You have more energy. Now you can heal yourself. Now you can start working on your limiting beliefs. Now you can start healing your emotional system, right? So, so it's for anybody, and then we charge for that. And, and then for, we take some of that profit to support the women. So we do a retreat, right? And we're going to start 22-day retreats next year. And it, we might have 12 paying guests. 
and then we'll bring two or three for free from the Love for Margo Foundation. So I call it conscious capitalism or spiritual capitalism. So we're going to take the profit from the for-profit business, and we're going to use it to support women from the non-profit business. So that's, that's Oh, I love that. That's, that's terrific. So let's talk about that right now. I love your website. And, it, and for you. those of you listening, it's called mountainsofhope.com. And um, tell me the name. How do you say it? Is it Medellin? How do you say that in Colombia? Oh, so that's are? so funny. So, uh, there's a, you know, the, you probably know this actress, uh, Mariel Hemingway. And so she yes. just gave an endorsement for the book Living in Color, which was very sweet mm-hmm. of her. But she, yes. she pronounced, pronounced it Medellin. Okay, so if we're in Mexico speaking, uh, the Mexican version of Spanish, it, it, the, the G becomes a L, Medellin, Medellin. Here in Colombia, it's Medellin, more of a G flavor. So, so it's the the pronounce the, the pr- precise pronunciation if you're here in Colombia is Medellin, and you can get away with Medellin. But if you say Medellin, then uh, every time the <laughs> flight attendant says that before we before we land, she gets laughed at. So, that's that's Medellin. that's pretty that that's pretty funny. Um, I have I have been to Peru, I have been okay. to parts of South America. I have not been yeah. to Colombia. But so just, let, me, let me just give a brief little ad. Well, sure. Actually, I shouldn't because I don't, I don't want people to come here. But but I'm very generous. <laughs> yes, you so, do. No. so it's called it's called the it's called the city of eternal spring. It's five thousand feet in the air at the equator. So every day it's sixty to eighty degrees. So I, I have an apartment in the city. I'm sixteenth floor. I have no heater, no air conditioning, no screens on my windows. Never get hot. Never get cold. Never get bit. And then our farm is only 10 minutes from the airport at 7,000 feet altitude. And just a few degrees cooler, same thing. Just, it's, it's, it's just beautiful here all the time. We do get some rain, and that's why it's so green. It's a beautiful green uh, city called the City of Eternal Spring. It's, it's beautiful. Yes, I, people will have to look it up. So yeah. let's spend some time talking about the actual programs that you offer because I know there are a ton of them. And they have mm-hmm. and I let me interrupt by saying so the 22-day program that has not started yet. Some of these other no. programs have already started. Yeah. Well, here's what's happened. So so what happened yes. was, you know, I I got the I got the farm in oh, summer of 06. We started building some infrastructure. Um and so then Oh seven, we did some retreats. We because we wanted to test it, so we did some. Uh, we did a, a a detox retreat, medically supervised detox retreat. We did some plant ceremony uh, retreats. We did some yoga retreats. We did some Thai massage retreats. So we were trying to figure all this out, right? And then I started going to these places myself. Say, okay, what what would what's the best practices for these kind of places? So basically, the twenty two day thing is really what I would want for myself. And why twenty two days? Well, it takes twenty two days. To uh, create a to take a bad habit and turn it into a good habit to replace a bad habit with a good habit it takes 22 days. The, the neural pathways in our brain to get rid of those ruts that are causing those bad habits. You know we're going to reprogram that with with new neural pathways and then to get all the toxicity out of the body and give the cells a, a, a reboot. It's a whole reboot of the whole system. That's why it's three weeks. So our first one will be it was going to be in January. Now it's March because we're we're building a whole new medical clinic there as well. And oh, then wow. so what we're going to do, in, yeah, so it's a little test for our staff and our doctors and everything. In December, we're doing a one-way, one-week one, one week, um, juice detox, 
uh, liver flush. We're going to do one in December, one January, one in February. Uh, normally, those are like $3,000. we are going to sell them for $1,000 just to practice. There's a very limited amount of seats available. But, you know, so that's what we're going to start with. Then we're going to do the 22-day one in March, and then we'll do a couple more, and then we're going to reevaluate. Okay, what, what, what works best? What, it's all about helping people. And so whatever is going to work the best, that's what we want to do. So, so, so let me be clear about something. So, this retreat yeah. center is it is it currently open? Are people coming, but maybe they're not doing the twenty two days, or is or yeah. are you looking to actually open open in March? What, what, yeah. what I be so, clear about that for me? Yep. Yeah. So, so, so we've been open. The retreats have been like when we just run special retreats. So we might, you know, periodically. Here's a retreat. Here's a retreat. In the meantime, what we were doing is more of an Airbnb, come and stay and, and visit, right? And then we might have special events like people say, okay, we want to rent it for – we're going to have some doctors here. We want to, we want to have a, a seminar on stem cells. So it's been being used, but sporadically. And that can, what we're doing right now is we're building something that is solid and, and is ongoing. So it's, it's right now happening right now as we talk. I see. So you mentioned yoga and some of the other things. So – um, what are some of the what are some of the things that if somebody is listening to this and thinks you know what I want to go there with my yeah. significant other for the holidays and I don't know if that would be if that would work but what yeah. would they be able to do there? Well, so for, for 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 right now nothing you know we, we're 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 like because we're building a pool, swimming pool, jacuzzi, a cold water oh, plunge, a okay. gym, a pickle pickleballs, volleyball. Oh. I mean, we're, let, let, let me take you to a typical 22-day retreat, okay? Before yeah. you arrive, okay? Before you arrive, I send you my Creation Frequency online course. I send you my book. So, we, so we're going to really start working on your intentions of what you want to happen in those 22 days for your whole life, your, a balanced life. So we took, take your whole life and we break it into six areas, okay? So, so, so we've already started that work before you get here. In addition, we want all your blood work. We want all your dental records. You know, if the mouth is a mess, we can, there's nothing anybody can do for you. We've got to clean up that mess, that bacteria, those root canals, whatever's, those fillings, whatever's going on there. So we want your dental reports. We want your doctor's report. We want your prognosis. We want a heavy metals test. We want a glyphosate test. We want a mold test. We want to know what's going on. Before you even get here, we've already chart, started charting out what, we're, what, what you need, okay? And then there'll be like we have some tests, the personality tests. We want to see a kind of personality. We have some emotional IQ tests. So, so before you get here, boom. Now, we start Saturday night at 6 p.m. So we ask people to be here no later than 4, and if you want to come Thursday or Friday, we only charge you $100 a night to get there early, rested, ready to go. Sunday's the big day. Sunday, you meet with the doctors. You meet with a psychologist. You meet with me. You meet with a fitness director. You meet with a doctor. You meet with a nutritionist. I mean, it's all that day is we are we are planning the next three weeks for you so that when you leave there, 22 days later, you got a life plan to stay healthy and happy. So then, here's our Monday through Friday routine. 7 a.m. we meet little hot water and lemon in the yoga studio. We do some light stretching. We do a little aerobic work. We do some breath work. We might do some meditation. We might do some journaling. So that first hour, seven, eight, that's the start today. Now, you might say to me, hey, Mike, when I get home, I only got 20 minutes. So before you go home, we're going to create a 20-minute morning routine to get your day started right. Whatever that, whatever works best for you, there's no exact – we're all individuals, right? Then sure. from 8 to 9 – you're on your own, except we need you for five minutes. We're just going to check your vitals. You check in with us, blah, blah, blah. 
from 9 to 10, we have an hour of education. So we all get together, and whatever that subject, you know, I love the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza right now. And what he's doing in the world is just phenomenal. And that's all about quantum mechanics and getting into the field of infinite possibility. But so we'll teach that. I love the work of Byron Katie, who's right near down there by you. Um, I love the work of um, um, Dr. Robert Young and the, the PH Miracle. So we're, we're going to create all these subjects, right? It Dep- depends on the crowd and who's there and what they need, right? So that's sure. from 9 to 10. Then from 10 to 7, you're free. You can go get IVs. You can go get colon therapy. You can do, there's classes. You can do a yoga class. You can do an exercise class. You can do breath work. You can do meditation. You can lay by the pool. You can play pickleball. You can play volleyball. So, so that's your and, – and you might – there might be something in that subject matter, that, in that education in that morning that say, hey, I want to go a little deeper in that. So you go into our library. You might take an online course. You might read a book. Then we all come back together at 7 o'clock. Okay? Now, keep in, keep in mind, there's not a lot of eating going on because some people are on a water fast, some are on juice fast, some are on raw food. But, but eventually, as we get into it, there's more cooked meals. But anyway, so then they come back from 7 to 8. Then we might have somebody zoom in, an expert in this subject or expert in that subject. They'll zoom in, and they'll, they'll be question and answer. And we want people to really learn and get this inside of them. And then we, we just end the day with um, a meditation and, and, and go to bed early and do it again the next day. And then Saturday we get a little crazy. It's more spiritual. So we do like a sweat lodge ceremony. We have a ceremony to open your heart. Um, and Sundays is fun days. You know, you can go boating. You can go horseback riding. You can go golfing. I mean, there's all these activities around here that wow. you can go do. And so, so, I mean, I'm telling you, there's, there's going to be nothing like this in the world. And, and, and we're super excited about it. And the people that we have that we've hired that are building this with us, I mean, they're some of the finest people in the world, and, and they're just – everybody's buying in on this. It's just exciting. Do you anticipate that um, people will come together as couples to do this? Well, yeah, so, so the way we got – we have 12 bedrooms right now. We can build – we have 20 acres, so we can, I mean, we can do a lot of things. So, but we have 12 bedrooms, so we're going to take five of those bedrooms and probably have, you know, couples or double occupancy to keep the price down. And then we have seven – then we have five more bedrooms that are identified as, you know, probably singles. They're very nice. I mean, you could definitely have a couple in there. And then we have other rooms for our women from Come From Mar- Love for Margo Foundation, right? So, so yeah, I mean, it's – and we're going to keep the cost very low, too. That's the other beautiful thing is, you know, everything's a lot less here. So, so it's going to be very affordable, and, and it's going to be life-changing. That's all I can say about it is life Wow. So when, I, when I, I hear you saying you almost have, like, I'm going to use the word customer for lack of a better word. So it sounds yeah. like you might have the customer person that really at this point is not ill with cancer the husband or the wife exactly. or, or these hey, two listen. sisters. Exactly. You know, like, like someone might have heart disease and you know, that it's not a big issue yet. They're not ready to have their chest ripped open, but they want to, right. they want to address it now, you know, or they might have diabetes and diabetes is huge. What's going on in the world. Right. So, yes. so any, any, any type of anybody that wants to feel better, increase their energy. I mean, our biggest problem, frankly, is we're not going to have enough bedrooms. So, so we're going to go easy the first year and get everything straightened out, and then we'll probably double our occupancy for the next year, you know. And that, that, that'll be the hardest thing is who do we choose, you know, who, do, who gets to come here. And more, more, more right. how do we choose the, the scholarship people, you know. So that's, that was going to be my I'm next question. But that's, yes. what, that's what I'm thinking. You know, in my mind, I mean, my gosh, this is going to be difficult. But so we'll figure it out. So, so these, these, these underserved women 
that are yeah. part of uh, Love from Margot, these women yeah. are scholarshiped and able to come yeah. to this remarkable retreat with yeah. people that might not yeah. have cancer at all. But everybody's looking exactly. to get healthy. Oh, boy. You know, I mean, I, like I said, I'm designing this for me. Okay, you know, I'm 64 years old. I mean, I got, I got, I have the issues, right? I got a little of this, a little of that. I mean, so sure. I'm designing to say, if if it, this were me, what? Because you want to stay busy, but you also want to have time to relax. You want to have things to have fun, but you also want to learn. I mean, it's it's and and I just did this. I did a two week juice detox in Sedona, Arizona, not too long ago. And 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 the problem was um, boredom, you know. So. So, you know, it's like we want to create a community where – and I really believe that these, these 15 people or whoever, this each they're going, to, they're going to become lifetime friends. I mean, we, we did sure. one um, a few years ago, and those people are still very dear friends, you know, because it's very intimate and powerful. Let me ask you, if somebody's listening to this, can they apply for a grant? Yes. So I, I do have – if you go to lovefromargo.org right now, you can apply to come here. And I think I think the way we pray, just give us your name, your email address, and and why you would want to come here. And we're not ready to get back to people today and say, okay, yeah, you're you're accepted for this one and blah blah blah. Because okay. like I said, the first one's not that March. But 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 we want to know. We want to know right now. You know who and why. And you, and here's my little fantasy, okay, if I may. You know, sure. if, if people if, if people buy into this and love this, and people donate a lot of money to Love for Margo Foundation, hey, we'll just bring all women, you know, the below the, the, the. Believe me, these women deserve a fighting chance, okay? You know, listen, sure. You know, I, I, I have I have resources, right? And, and if I, if my health isn't 100, percent it's probably my fault, okay, for lifestyle decisions I make. But but these poor women, I got to tell you. They just, it just it, it was heartbreaking work, you know, the, those four or five years I did this. So th- that's where my heart is. And, if, and got know, it. But like I said, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not I'm not the that wealthy to just help you know everybody with this stuff. So we have to do it in a more practical way now. When Margot died, my heart was why. I mean, I got to tell you, I mean, just I mean, I just I didn't have the money. I just found the money to help people, you know. But but now I have to be more a little more uh, prudent, <laughs> responsible. Sure. And you know, it's Mike. It's it's really interesting now that as I'm speaking with you and and listening to what you're saying, and looking at this beautiful picture, I do see at the very top of this banner. It's very clear: 158 days, nine minutes, yeah. or yeah. whatever, yeah. for the first retreat <laughs> yeah. on March the 19th um, to uh, April. The, so I I can yeah. see it's clearly there for people as they as they look at this. I wanted to spend just a few yeah, more moments. Yes, please. Please. You know, like I said, the book has been written since, you know, late 15. And so, and when I, when I said these, when I picked this date to publish it tomorrow, you know, I really thought we'd be, by January, we'd be our first, doing our first retreat. And as we, uh-huh. as we you know, we got, we, we hired consultants and, you know, we have to deal with the minister of health and the authorities. And then the conclusion was, hey, you guys, Better to because we, we were just going to convert the master bedroom into the doctor's clinic, right? They said no, better to build a clinic here and then do that. So that's the delay. That's why we've had to shoot it out two more months. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But you mentioned yeah. something earlier in the show, and I really didn't want to miss the opportunity to share this. And that is, as you mentioned, you you wrote Unfiltered Love, then you wrote Creation Frequency. 
and that it, yeah. and it's a, it's a book and it's an online course. And I thought you could yeah. spend some time telling us about that and the incredible offer that you have for people. Yeah. So tell us Perfect. about that, please. Yeah. So so here's my story in a nutshell. So I, I grew up in uh, uh, with a alcoholic father who was 40 years sober today and just a beautiful man. And and but my mother was like a saint and her father was like a saint. And so so I I. I you know, I had a saintly mother and an alcoholic father, and my father was a traveling salesman, so he was gone every other week. So I had a very, very up and down, a roller coaster ride of a upbringing, right? Very, very dramatic. And and for whatever reason, you know, I I just felt uncomfortable there, and and so I started getting kicked out of school. I became a runaway when I when I was a freshman in high school. Uh, I got on a bus in downtown Cincinnati. Um, running away, got off in Lexington, Kentucky with $5 in my pocket and started hitchhiking. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I became a habitual runaway, juvenile delinquent, many times in bad situations, right? And so, long story short, I wake up at, I'm 23 now, and I'm divorced with a two-month-old baby, or two-year-old baby, excuse me. I'm 25, excuse me. So, my baby was born 23. I abandoned my wife and child. I was a terrible person. And I'm sitting in a 12-step program at age 25, and the guy says to me, man, your life is a big mess. And say, he said, but I might know someone that can help you. So he, he gave me a name and number. I called this guy, and this guy says, hey, Mike, you come here one hour a week for seven weeks. You'll get everything you want in life. It's $50 a week. Well, this was 1982, and $50 to me is like $500, maybe $5,000, right? I, I mean, I, I think I bounced a check the first time. And so long story short, he taught me a process of manifestation and, and – and law of attraction kind of stuff that no one has ever taught before or since. And, and so I just, I was so desperate, so, so much pain. I just followed his little directions. And what he did is he said, you know, every week we're going to, like I said earlier, we're going to break your life into six areas and we're going to write an intention if it already exists. And so the first one is I wanted to reconcile with my wife that hated me, that I was divorced from, and and my daughter because I didn't want someone else raising my daughter. And so we wrote an intention. The first intention was I am so happily married. I love how Lisa and I are so happy. I love how our daughter Michelle thrives in this. And on and on and on. Just a paragraph or two. Next week, I want to own my own business. Next week, I want to make $10,000 a month. Next week, you know, I want to run a, a marathon and get super healthy. You know, and next week, I want to, you know, create a, a boys' home for troubled youth, so on and so forth. And so we have six intentions. Week seven is where everything got serious. Brings out a boom box. Now, remember, it's 1982. Inside the boom box, he puts a cassette tape with theta brainwave music. He hands me a, a microphone and a, a tape recorder with a blank tape. He hands me a relaxation script. He says, read the relax, record and read the relaxation script in your six intentions. And I do it, and I leave there with a cassette tape, $350 poor, and a cassette tape. And, and he says, just listen every morning and every night. And I do, and I got to tell you, within, within a few months, I own my own business. I, don't, I can't rub two nickels together. I have no credit but bad credit. In a few months, I own my own restaurant. You know, a couple of years later, my, my wife that hates me calls me up and asks me on a date. We reconcile. Um, you know, every, I mean, it, it was so dramatic. So, so now, I, now fast forward 15 years, you know, I'm making a lot of money. I got uh, four kids, and everything is going perfect, right, except for this woman walks into my office to sell me a Hispanic advertising. And the moment our eyes met, there was a connection that I believe went back many, many, many lifetimes. And so for seven months, we worked together. And she's falling in love with me. And I'm falling in love with her. And then finally, we compare notes. And then, boom, that's, 
that's when everything took off. We started relate. We, we we separated divorce from our spouses. Seven, and nine months in and out later, relationship I find a stage three uh, tumor in her breast. Wow. And 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 I, it was meant to be. I mean, I I was the last mm-hmm. guy on planet Earth ever getting divorced. And so was she. The day the day we first met, she'd been married two months. I mean, it was just it was beyond. And, and the reason nothing happened. I mean, we, we we were the kind of people that we don't want to hurt anybody. We don't. Want to, sure. There was no stopping there. You know, there was just no stopping this. And so, it, it, and that's what's beautiful about the book. I mean, the book is is real life. It's messy. It's and it's that's how life is. And but, right. but here's the deal. Everybody came, even Margo, I believe, is in a better spot. With and, and, and at the end of the book, I tell what's happened the 10 years since she's been gone. And to me, that's, that's the real story. Because, because I believe everything I've gone through, that, that, that we can never die. We are eternal, timeless consciousness, and that we are energy, we are essence, we are soul, and we are not a physical body, and we are not our thoughts. We are far greater, and we are eternal, and, but, but we, we need to love and serve one another and keep this going so if people would like to um get part of your online course i think you have an offer that you're offering i'd like you to be able to tell people what that is and and first of all and and i encourage people go to amazon and and just search the creation frequency and read the reviews and then go to Audible and do the same thing. This is a very short, easy read. I have no education. I mean, I can't write a very complicated book. So it's very simple. And, and the process is very simple. And so read the reviews. And the people that have taken the course, same thing. And, but what I want to do, this is, I think this is so important, especially for today's world, that people get this. People, you know, everything that comes into the physical world, okay, starts as a desire in the heart, an emotion. And then we use our mind. Instead of our mind using us, I teach people how to use their mind to create the plan to bring into their physical reality the desire of their heart. And everything, this phone that I'm talking on, it started as a desire in Steve Jobs' heart or someone's, then a plan, and now it's in my hand. Everything that becomes physical starts. So that's what we teach in the Creation Frequency Online Course. So here's my offer. Go to loveformargo.org. Buy the book, either ebook ten dollars or the paperback. Says proof of purchase. The mic at lovefrommargo.org, and just send proof of purchase, and I will send you the online course. We retail that course for one hundred and ninety-seven dollars. And believe I paid the mystery man three hundred and fifty dollars in nineteen eighty-two. So I'm, and that's like a thousand dollars in today's dollars. So the value is there, ladies and gentlemen. But more importantly, I'm, I'm not going to tell you your life is going to get easier because life is hard, but your life is going to get much better. And you're going to be able to create the things that you truly desire and quit wasting your time on things that don't serve you or your family or your community or the world in, in, as a whole. Well, this is a great offer. So just to restate, so people can go to wherever they buy their books, buy the book, and then mm-hmm. um, make a, have a copy of the receipt, and then they're going yep. to email you directly. And what is that email again? Yep. It's, it's Mike at lovefrommargo.org. So that's, you can go to the website to buy the book. And you buy oh, the Amazon, good. they send you proof of, they send you proof of purchase. And then you just email to Mike at lovefrommargo.org. And then I will email you access to the online course. Wonderful. And remember, folks, that Margot is spelled with a T. So that's really great. I'll make sure that that's included in the follow-up, Mike, so that people okay. can make this real simple for themselves. But... Um, I don't think anybody could not feel the excitement and passion 
that you have when you speak, whether it's about how you started as a youth, whether it's how you met Margot, it's your time together and what that meant and the discoveries of what has came after she left and finding mm-hmm. these uh, blogs and finding these journals because what you have probably also done today, and I don't know that that was your intent, but I, I can't imagine it isn't um, a reality, is that someone's listening to this and they're thinking, I need to do this. You know, I think about myself. When I'm gone, who's going to tell the story? My husband's already yeah. gone. So yeah. why not yeah. start writing what it is? Because who's going to tell that story to my to my yeah. adult children that maybe they never knew? And yeah. I think it's phenomenal that your retreat center is going to be coming back and in, in opening in March. Uh, I didn't realize it was actually a, what you called a farm. But I think yeah. what you're offering people, the hope and your books, is is a gift. It's it, that's what it is, and I and it's a gift from the heart, and that is clearly what I hear when you speak. That you know, it makes me just put my hand over my heart to listen mm. to your passion about what it, your life is like. I, I'm so I'm so grateful, Mike, that you spent this time with me, sharing um, a component of your life with us. It's just it's been sensational, truly. Well, thank you, Marcia, and, and, and thank you so much for having me on, and it's been a pleasure getting to know you and spend some time with you. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this, this woman, she does a great job. I know I used to do a podcast. I know how hard it is. I know how hard she works. So please, you know, share share her work with your friends and family. Oh, oh gosh, checks in the mail, friend. <laughs> thank you. We can, hey, can we ever have too many followers or too many people that are going to purchase the book? No. But we want them to do it for the right reason. We want them to appreciate that this that this opportunity is going to enhance their lives. And that's what I feel I get each and every week, Mike, when I have this opportunity to to speak with people just like yourself. They're not all they're not all in South America, but you know, (laughs) I know that I know you also lived up in the Bay Area for many, many, many years as well. So, um, I, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that um, that you were able to share this with us. And you know what I think will be really fun. And I don't see how we can't do this, folks. Is we definitely need to do a ta- uh, a show in the springtime as it gets close to opening, so you can really tell us the updates from where we are today to where you'll be in in the spring. And let me, let me share awesome. this real quick with you because yes. was, we're making an offer to influencers like you. So if you want to come to like the February uh, um, fast and detox and liver flush, we'll, it's our gift to you. You come and we maybe we can do your show from here. Oh, my God. Well, that is something that I just heard you say. All right. Okay, everybody. So I guess you just need to be a podcaster to get some of these cool gifts. Oh, my goodness. So, listen, all the best to you today. Um, have Be safe. Be well. Continue what you're doing. And I will certainly share everything that you had to say today on my blog that will follow this up with all of these links so that folks can can learn more. Thanks once again, Mike, for your time. Be safe today. Thank you, Marcia. Have a great day. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye.